Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get started. I want to thank you for joining us today for this sixth and final Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference Call for 2013. I'm Michael Coffey, and I will be moderating today's calls. And just so you know, these calls are recorded in their entirety, and your participation acknowledges your, your consent to be recorded. We will use a forced function, forced mute function during this call. So um, if you would like to speak, you will need to unmute your line using star six. Uh, just be aware that this function does not work on all phones. Um, so if it doesn't work on your phone, um, then others uh, can on the call will be able to hear you and hear your conversations. So if you could, um, uh, if there's a way to manually mute your phone, that would be helpful as well. Um, also, when you have finished speaking, if you would please uh, remute your phone, I'd really appreciate it. So today's agenda is as follows. Uh, Mr. Doug Cluck with NOAA Central Region Climate Services out of Kansas City, Missouri, will be talking today about the one-month and three-month precipitation and temperature outlooks from the NOAA Climate Prediction Center. Also today, we have Mr. Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service's Missouri Basin River Forecast Center. He is going to be talking about the latest potential outlook for flooding along the Missouri River Basin this spring. And finally, we have Ms. Jody Farhat who is Chief of the Missouri River Water Management Division and her staff. They will be providing an update on the current reservoir operations, the Corps' runoff forecast for 2013, and the long-term reservoir release schedule. So uh, let me do a um, roll call for our speakers. Um, Doug Cluck, are you on the line? Yes, I'm here. Thank you. Um, Kevin Lau? Yes, I'm here, Michael. And Jody Farhat? Yes, I'm here. Okay, great. Um, just a reminder to our uh, media folks that there is an updated press kit with bios and Missouri River Basin information and historical data. Um, that was included in the media advisory that you received. Um, you can also download that from our website. Um, Doug Cluck's presentation can actually be found near the back of the press kit. I believe that starts on slide 17. So with that said, we'll go ahead and begin. Um, Doug, would you yeah. like to get started? Sure. Um, hello, everybody, and uh, again, thanks to the Corps and everyone else for uh, inviting me to speak. Uh, I have 13 slides, and I'll go through them as quickly as I can. So. Uh, as you can see from the very first slide on the Missouri Basin Climate Outlook, the very first slide shows the uh, percent of normal precipitation over the last uh, month or so, uh, mostly focused on the Missouri Basin. You'll see up to the north that you have uh, the darker purple and green spots tend to be where uh, precipitation is plentiful. Uh, you can see it's sort of hit and miss. Uh, I suppose if you're under one of those purple spots, it, it's not so much hit and miss, it's all hit. But uh, as you can see, sort of as you trend to the south, especially to the southwest, uh, those those areas of, of, of good rain or even normal rain s sort of disappear. And um, 
a lot more red and orange and, and even yellow, which is below normal uh, precipitation over the last month, uh, shows up. So just want to point make that uh, uh, point that out uh, right off the top. Uh, on the second slide, uh, the key points I'm going to talk about today is that uh, the climate summary is that temperatures have uh, trended uh, above normal uh, uh, lately uh, over the last 30 days, and um, that precipitation, like I just said, are fairly well hit and miss, and uh, with with fairly large areas of below normal uh, precipitation for the month of June. Uh, continued uh, very, very dry in the west-southwest portions of the basin. We'll see a little bit more about that in, in, in a little bit. As far as predictions go, temperatures, generally better chances of above normal temperatures west and, uh, and equal chances of above or below normal um, as you head uh, further east into the Missouri Basin. Precipitation in the short run, uh, northern parts of the basin, more or less have a higher uh, have a better chance of above normal precipitation in the short run that's next week or two in the long run uh, we're looking at more equal chances for the entire basin equal chances of above or below or near no, near normal um, with with sort of a slight tendency for below normal uh, chances for precipitation uh, in in the uh, in the Missouri headwaters mainly in in uh, Montana and such and and Again, we're going to show, show, see some maps that uh, explain that a little bit better. And then finally, the El Nino-La Nina conditions uh, are, are still neutral at this point. Um, They're predicted to remain so into the fall. And I don't think we have predictions uh, that are uh, – we may have predictions, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go too far out on a, uh, a, a limb uh, for, this, uh, for this winter when the, uh, either El Nino or La Nina conditions really turn um, – uh, tend to ramp up one way or the other. So on that point, I'll move to the next slide, which uh, shows current drought, and you can see the large map of the drought, mainly uh, in this, uh, well, in the western part of the U.S. and mainly confined uh, uh, to the southern uh, sections. But if you look at the sort of Missouri, the closer uh, region, you'll see that uh, the worst conditions still exist in uh, western Kansas, uh, Colorado, uh, Nebraska, and, and portions of Wyoming. Uh, you can also see that uh, pretty much the eastern eastern parts of the uh, basin have uh, drought has relinquished its control for the most part, and especially in North Dakota and and most of Montana. There are some portions of southern Montana that uh, still still are seeing some drought, but. Uh, a large part of the upper basin is drought-free at the moment. Um, the next slide shows uh, a depiction of modeled um, soil moisture from May 8th and J July 3rd, or May 8th on the left, and July 3rd, a more recent uh, depiction of, of soil moisture, and really shows sort of the wetting up again of the Montana and North Dakota uh, areas in terms of uh, soil moisture. Also shows that uh, Minnesota, if, if you know any portions of that, have also wettened up quite a bit, as well as South Dakota. Um, uh, there is a there is some degradation of soil moisture as you get towards the Nebraska Kansas border in a few places, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say this is more of a national view and shouldn't be taken as a sort of local um, depiction of what your actual soil soil um, moisture is. This is a very broad view. Anyway, it shows a change from May 8th to July 3rd across the nation. A little wetter. 
It ten- the tendency is for a little bit wetter, especially in the north. Next slide. Um, a couple of interesting, I, I threw this in here more for interest than anything else. The upper left depiction of percent of normal precipitation is from the last more or less three years, from uh, 2010 to 2013. And you can see where it's been wet. Okay, uh, The upper basin, mainly uh, from North Dakota and Montana, over the last three years have been pretty darn wet and the southern sort of southern reaches of the basin have been relatively dry. That's interesting because when you compare it to what's happened this year from the beginning of the year until now, uh, you see very much the same pattern sort of evolve, evolving. Now, is this going to continue for a long time? It's tough to say, but it's, it's interesting that the north has been wet and the southern and southwestern portions have been relatively dry. Okay. Do that in there mainly for interest. Um, here's the departure from normal uh, temperatures over the last 30 days. There is a general uh, picture of warmth there, but nothing too uh, overly exciting, nothing uh, extremely hot. I think there's probably a bad data point there in uh, uh, New Mexico. But anyway, um, generally temperatures slightly above normal, but, but nothing uh, incredibly hot over the last 30 days. Uh, current stream flow basically reflects the drought map. You, you see how bad stream flows are in the southern parts, and thanks to the USGS for providing this, by the way. Um, <clears throat> generally, stream flows uh, in, across Kansas, southern Nebraska, um, portions of Colorado and Wyoming um, are below normal. Okay, next slide. Uh, okay, so now the climate outlooks. I'll go through those quickly. Here is the next, uh, uh, well, it gives you the dates there, the 15th to the 21st, basically two weeks out. We're looking at below normal. Chances for below normal temperatures are higher in the lower basin, above normal temperatures, slightly higher uh, for that same time period. And then for precipitation, you see uh, chances for above normal precipitation are are higher in the, uh, again, upper basin and in the lower basin uh, near normal. All right. And that was from yesterday, so there may be an update to this that I didn't put in. Um, Go to the next slide. You see that general July temperature and precipitation probabilities, not really much to report on there, um, uh, so I won't. I'll just simply say that uh, it's July temperatures are maybe slightly, chances for above normal temperatures are slightly elevated in the far western part of the basin. Nothing as far as precipitation. Three-month temperature and precipitation probabilities for July, August, and September. You see a pretty wide swath of, um, of of higher probabilities of above normal temperatures, mainly for, uh, um, well, throughout the entire basin, but mainly concentrated to the southwest. The higher, the higher probabilities are concentrated across Wyoming, Colorado, and western Kansas, where we don't want them to be, actually. Um, and as far as precipitation, really there's a tendency for dryness across uh, Montana, but it's not a strong, uh, not a strong probability by any means. And then uh, equal chances everywhere else. <coughs> Excuse me. Next slide shows the drought outlooks, and a couple things I'll say real quick here about this is that we are now, as of July, as of July, the beginning of July, projecting a one-month. Uh, drought outlook. We've never done that before. Um, we're doing one month, so there'll be another one in August, for August. There'll be another one for September, et cetera. 
So we're going to have a monthly version, and then we're going to still have the seasonal uh, version there, too. Um, uh, what the July outlook shows is that really not much change except for perhaps the, what they call the monsoonal region uh, um, moisture uh, may be coming up in the desert southwest a little bit to improve things in the southwest. We'll see how that goes. There's There's been some activity so far this year down there, which has helped. Um, and then in terms of the July, August, and September depiction of the drought outlook, you see that uh, sort of these extensions sticking out in Nebraska, um, Kansas, all the way down to Texas, actually, are... are um, uh, we're, we're thinking that those will improve over time through this three-month three, three period. Uh, that's the hope, anyway, whereas some of the uh, yellow areas are where the drought uh, is, is forecast to get a little bit worse. Okay. And that's the last slide. Number 13 is the last slide. Uh, we'll have a webinar a week from this Thursday on the 18th, if you want to sign up for it, uh, basically covering not only the Missouri Basin, but all the way uh, to uh, across the Midwest as well, um, generally talking about climate information and drought outlook. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Doug. Um, now we will hear from Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service's Missouri Basin River Forecast Center. Kevin? Thank you, Michael, and good afternoon, everyone. Long-range stream flow projections by the National Weather Service indicate a reduced risk for significant flooding across most of the Missouri Basin for the summer months of 2013. Exceptions to this general statement would include the Milk Basin in Montana, uh, streams and rivers in the state of North Dakota, and streams and rivers located in the eastern third of the Missouri Basin, including the James in North and South Dakota, the Little Sioux Basin in Iowa, the Big Sioux Basin in South Dakota and Iowa, and the Grand River Basin in northern Missouri, and many of the smaller tributaries in western um, Iowa and throughout the state of Missouri. So for these locations, there's a near-normal risk for flooding during the summer months. But a normal risk does not necessarily indicate that flooding will occur or is even likely Normal risk simply means that for those locations in these areas that typically flood during the summer months, they're likely to experience flooding again this year. Consequently, near-normal risk suggests that for those uh, areas that do not typically flood during this time of year, we don't expect uh, flooding this year. But again, a lower-than-normal risk for flooding exists for about two-thirds of the Missouri Basin during the summer months of 2013. During the month of June, minor to moderate flooding occurred in the Milk River Basin in Montana, the Big and Little Sioux Basins in Iowa, the Grand River Basin in Missouri, the James River Basin in South Dakota, and, and along several of the smaller tributaries within the state of Missouri. The Missouri River itself experienced flooding in late May and early June, with several locations extending from Nebraska City to the mouth, rising above flood stage. And the cause of this flooding was high-intensity thunderstorm activity below Gavin's Point Dam. Summertime localized flooding is typical in the lower third of the basin and is expected to continue off and on throughout the remainder of the summer. 
Currently, there is some minor flooding occurring in the James River in South Dakota, and this is the result of uh, evacuation of flood storage from uh, North Dakota reservoirs due to the earlier snow melt. Thank you. This concludes the National Weather Service Flood Potential Brief. Thank you, Kevin. Um, Jody Farhat? Yeah, I'm on. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on uh, this month's Basin Outlook call. Uh, once again, we saw continued improvement in drought conditions in the Missouri River Basin during June. However, drought remains over the western and southwestern portions of the basin, and our runoff forecast for calendar year 2013 remains below normal. Reservoir levels at the upper three reservoirs, Fort Peck, Garrison, and Oahe, are up 5 to 10 feet over the lows experienced during this drought. However, even with the improved moisture conditions, they are not expected to refill this year. The upper three reservoirs remain two to seven feet below the top of the conservation pool due to the drought last year and low runoff this year, and are also two to 10 feet lower than they were last year at this time. Each month, and more frequently if needed, we produce updated runoff and reservoir regulation forecasts. Last week, we posted the July runoff and the reservoir regulation forecast on our website, and yesterday we put out a press release discussing the current conditions and our forecast for the coming months. Now two of the senior engineers in my office will describe these studies in more detail. We'll be Joel Doan to discuss the updated 2013 runoff forecast, and he'll be followed by Joel Konopchinski, who will discuss the planned regulation of the reservoir system based on that runoff forecast. So go ahead, Bill. Okay, uh, thanks, Jody. I'll talk about the runoff forecast. Uh, Calendar year runoff for the Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa continues to be below normal, and the July 1st runoff forecast is 22.3 million acre feet. This is 88% of normal. Like Doug mentioned, precipitation in June varied greatly throughout the Missouri River Basin. Rainfall accumulations over the northern half of Montana were two to three times the normal June runoff, June rainfall, with the majority of the remainder of the basin experienced below normal June rainfall. The June runoff, though, was only 116% of normal, while the overall May through July snowpack runoff volume is expected to remain the same as last month's forecast. A greater percentage of the snowmelt runoff was realized last month. Consequently, we expect less runoff this month. The mountain snowpack peaked at 95% of normal on April 23rd above Fort Peck, and it peaked at April 25th between Fort Peck and Garrison. As of July 1st, the snowpack was essentially all melted out. Normally, by this time, about 3% of the snowpack remains. Uh, the NOAA Climate Prediction Center produces monthly and seasonal temperature and precip uh, precipitation outlooks. Doug kind of covered this. But basically, these outlooks support that the drought forecast indicates drought conditions will persist west of the Missouri River and possibly expand into southern Montana and Wyoming. The long-term CPC outlooks for the fall and early winter indicate slightly higher chances of warmer temperatures and equal chances for precipitation throughout the remainder of the upper basin. So in summary, the 2013 forecast for the upper Missouri River Basin is 22.3 million acres, 88% of normal. This concludes my remarks. Okay, Joel. Thank you, Jody. System storage is currently 54.2 million acre feet which is 2.6 million acre feet below the top of the carryover multiple use zone. 
The carryover multiple use zone is designed so that the system provides service to the congressionally authorized purposes, though at reduced levels through a long-term drought. Gavin's Point releases averaged 20,700 CFS in June. The current release is 21,000 CFS and will likely be held there for the next couple of weeks when they then may start increasing as tributary runoff drops off downstream. Releases will be adjusted as needed based on preventing the endangered lease turn and threatened piping plover from nesting on low sandbars that would be flooded later this summer when higher releases are needed to provide navigation flows. The nesting season runs from May to late August. Going on to the monthly studies or simulations, the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Bill just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. The navigation service level and season length. The service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight foot deep by 200 foot wide navigation channel under minimum service and a nine foot deep by 300 foot wide navigation channel, channel under full service. The full service level is 6,000 CFS above the minimum service level. The service level for the first half of the navigation season was minimum service. Based on the July 1st system storage check, the flow support for navigation for the remainder of the navigation season has improved to 3,000 CFS above minimum service. This will require Gavin's Point monthly average releases ranging from approximately 21,000 CFS to 31,000 CFS. In addition, based on the July 1st system storage check, there will be flow support for the full eight-month navigation season. Energy generation at the main stem dams, the forecast for 2013 energy generation, again with the basic simulation, is 7.5 billion kilowatt hours. With normal reservoir levels and releases, we would expect approximately 10 billion kilowatt hours. And this concludes my remarks. Uh, this is Jody again. Uh, so in summary, the updated runoff forecast for calendar year 2013 is now 22.3 million acre-feet, 88% of normal. Based on the July 1st system storage check, flow support for the navigation uh, during the second half of the season will be in an intermediate service level, which is 3,000 below full service or 3,000 above minimum service, kind of halfway in between there. And there will be no shortening of the navigation season. This increased service level will provide slightly better channel conditions for navigation during the second half of the navigation season. The latest reservoir runoff forecast also indicates that the winter releases will likely be at the minimum level of 12,000 cubic feet per second based on our forecasted September 1st storage level. So despite the continued improvement in basin conditions, the reservoir system is not expected to refill this year and drought conservation measures will continue to be implemented. And again, this is the last regularly scheduled basin update call for 2013. Additional calls will be arranged if basin conditions dictate. Then monthly calls will begin again in January 2014. This concludes my report. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Jody and team. 
Um, just as a reminder, folks, um, these calls are recorded and can be retrieved in their entirety from the CORE's website no later than close of business today. At this time, we're going to open up the floor for questions to be fielded by the CORE, Doug Cluck, and Kevin Lau. Let's begin with Nebraska. Again, um, you are on forced mute, so to unmute your phone, you will need to press star six. Um, let's begin with Nebraska congressional delegation members. Are there any one, um, any out there that would like to ask any questions? Nebraska tribes. Nebraska state officials. Local government. Hello. Hello. Hello, Nebraska. Uh, Senator Mike Johan's office. Do you have a projection for the electrical generation uh, coming out of Gavin's Point? This is Jody. Um, we can get you that number. Uh, the the number that was presented in the um, presentation is the total for the. Um, for the entire system, um, and it looks like let me see, for Gavin's under the basic conditions, um, energy for the remainder of this year, so July through December plus, Janu plus January and February next year, yeah, is 430 gigawatt hours. As a, and that would be opposed to what? What is normal? Um, is there someone, Mike, or somebody have a normal? But th this is just for half of the year, so why don't we get you, we'll get back with you and give you what the normal annual is and then what we expect this year, unless Joel or Mike has that data. But it's it's significantly reduced, is that correct? Um, overall, the system is running about 80% of normal, I believe, uh, due to the lower releases. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I didn't catch your name, though, and, and we'll get you that. This is Daryl at Senator Johan's office in Lincoln. Daryl? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, are there any Nebraska press on the line that have questions? Okay, let's go to Wyoming. Are there any Wyoming Kennel delegation members on the phone that would like to ask questions? Wyoming tribes? Wyoming state officials? Wyoming local government? Wyoming press? Okay, let's go to the state of Kansas. Any uh, Kansas congressional delegation members on the phone? Kansas tribes? Kansas state officials? Kansas local government? Kansas press? Again, you would have to unmute your phone, star six. Okay, let's go to the state of Montana. 
Montana congressional delegation members, Montana tribes, Montana state officials, local government, Montana press. Okay, let's go on to North Dakota. North Dakota congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government. Is this Bruce Engelar with North Dakota Water Commission? Yes, sir. I had a question for Jody. You mentioned that the winter releases, you're looking at the minimum of 12,000. Um, the intakes and et cetera been addressed, so will you actually be able to get down to the 12,000 this winter? Um, good question, Bruce. Um, we have been coordinating with the intakes um, and encouraging them to make uh, modifications to their intakes so that they can operate at 12,000. The other thing that we have going for us this year is we do have better basin conditions in the lower basin. You know, last year, um, towards the end of the navigation season, we had, I think, only about 6,000 CFS pickup between Gavin's Point and Herman. And that has returned back to more normal levels now. So uh, we'll, we'll have to work with intakes as we did last year, uh, but we certainly think we can get to something a little bit lower just because of the better incremental inflow and some of the intakes are uh, making modifications. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Okay, um, North Dakota Press. Okay, let's go to Missouri. Uh, Missouri delegation members. Missouri state officials, local government, Missouri press, okay, let's go to the state of Iowa, Iowa congressional delegation members, Iowa state officials, Local government, Iowa Press. Okay, let's go to South Dakota. Congressional delegation members, South Dakota tribes, state officials, local government. Hi, this is Robert Elias from Congressman Christy Nome's office. Hi. Hi. Uh, I think it was in the second presentation, y'all gave numbers about the reservoir levels at Oahe, Big Bend, and Randall, and I just wanted to double-check those. I didn't catch it all. It came pretty quick. Um, okay. Could you repeat the question, please? Yeah. Um, I think you were mentioning something about the reservoir levels um, at, it sounded like Oahe, Big Bend, Randall. And I just didn't catch it all. I was wondering if you could just repeat that. This is Jody Farha. I gave the reservoir elevations, you know, comparing them to um, 
like the desired levels for Fort Peck, Garrison, and Oahe. Um, but I can give you just today's reservoir elevations at those projects if you'd like. Do you have them? Yes. Um, oh, that'd be awesome. Okay. So Oahe today is at 1603.1, and the top of the conservation pool there is 1607.5. So that one is drawn down uh, about four and a half feet due to the drought. Okay. Uh, Big Bend is at 1420.6. That's in its normal operating range. Um, the lower three projects aren't impacted by drought. Um, okay. So it's in the normal range. Fort Randall is at 1355.5, also in the normal range. And Gavin's Point is at 1206.3, also in the normal range. Okay, great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. Um are there any South Dakota press on? Hi, this is Tony Mangan at KCCR Radio and Pier. Jody, from a standpoint of the elevation for Lake Oahe, given fa it's low, but this is not a, a, a serious low, is it? I mean, compared to other drought years or not? Uh, thanks, Tony. Um, no, it's it's actually about four and a half feet low right now. Um, so... It, you know, it's, although it's a little bit lower than we'd like, it has come up uh, almost 10 feet from the low that it experienced last December. So we've seen good improvement in the elevation there. And I think most importantly for folks in South Dakota is that that current elevation um, isn't causing a lot of problems with the boat ramps or the marinas or the uh, water intakes. So, you know, all the other uses along the reservoir are pretty good. If we had not had a lot of that rain that we had in late May and in June, would you have had to do more things as far as as reducing water and, or holding water? I mean, would you would have had been more drastic if we hadn't had those rains in the last few weeks? Um, actually, the rains you know that that we've gotten over the last couple of months have made a big difference. If you remember back a few calls, we were talking about. Uh, for navigation service, doing minimum service all year and even a p potential shortening of the navigation season. But because we've had those rains and, and better runoff than we had originally forecast, um, we're not having to do, um, you know, as much shortening of the navigation season. Um, I don't think that the forecast that we had early this year showed the reservoir, our basic forecast, you know, getting down to the level where boat ramps would be out of water or anything this year, but um, so, but it is an improvement. Can you look at all down the road? I mean, I mean, how far do your do your charts go as far as looking into the fall and maybe into early winter next year? I mean, can you can you get a sense yet of whether we're going to get any more than what we've had? Well. Um, for Oahe, the reservoir typically peaks here in um, the middle part of the summer or late summer, and it declines until um, sometime in December usually and then refills a little bit over the winter. So the monthly forecast that we put out um, just last week shows it, again, around 1603 now, but showing it dropping down to about 1596 at the end of November, early December period. So, you know, losing about, uh, what it, would that be, about six, six and a half feet between now and the end of November. And then, again, refilling a couple feet over the winter. So that's 
based on our most likely forecast of runoff and, you know, what will actually happen will depend on the rain and, you know, you heard the reports from uh, Doug and others that, you know, we're looking at most, well, equal chances of normal, above normal, below normal for that period. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tony. Any other questions from South Dakota Press? Um, are there any national press out there? Okay. Um, are there any Michael? final questions? Uh, I hey, Michael? Yeah. This is Joel with, with uh, the core with the water management. Yeah, um, Joel. I've got, I've got that numbers for uh, the Gavin's Energy for 2013. Okay, we're great. estimating okay um we're estimating six hundred and twenty three point two gigawatt hours for two thousand and thirteen The average from nineteen sixty seven through two thousand twelve is seven hundred and twenty six gigawatt hours and that works out to be about eighty seven percent of normal Thank you, Joel. Okay, great. Um, so any other final questions before we adjourn? Okay, again, just as a reminder, this is our last call for 2013 calendar year. In an effort to maintain open lines of communications, these calls will resume in January 2014. I thank you for participating on today's call and enjoy the remainder of your summer. Thank you.
AT&T operator has this conference concluded. Sorry, your conference is ending now. Please hang 